0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome to the Friday edition of Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, the looking lovely today, Miss Laura. Hello. And how are we doing? I'm good. Sweet. I am excited about the news that you gave me, so, but I'm not going to announce it on here. Not That's yet.
1: You. <laughs> but I'm, not yet. Not coming. yet.
0: Good things are coming. I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad. Me too. All right, me so too. today we are doing a guy by the name of Anthony Sowell, and I'm a little disappointed in this one, and let me tell you why. It's, I tried to get an interview Oh, with one of the companies that because this, this dude here, he actually affected a company uh, called Ray's Sausage uh, Company. And, uh, and I couldn't get anybody to call me back. I just wanted to kind of get there.
1: That's takeover. a bummer. Yeah.
0: A little sad about that. So let's dive right in to Anthony Soul, a.k.a. the Cleveland Strangler. So in his early life, Anthony Sowell was born, of course, in his early life, because, you know. Because <laughs> that's born. when that happens. <laughs> kind of how, wow, well, birds and the bees, Scott, birds and the bees. <laughs> remember that talk, remember that talk. He was born August 19th of 1959 to Claudia, and she went by Gertrude Garrison.
1: Why would you go by Gertrude instead that's of Claudia? That's
0: exactly what I was just now fucking wondering, because, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> but hey, it's your own, right? Anyway, she was a single mother of seven kids. Oh boy. So okay. yeah, apparently she didn't know how that shit
1: happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah.
0: Anywho, uh she raised and lived most uh, he, he he was raised and lived most of his life in Cleveland, Ohio. For those of you that don't know, know where Cleveland is, it's in Ohio. <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland. Also, in the home growing up was his older sister and her seven kids. Jesus
1: Christ! Fourteen kids and fourteen one house. freaking
0: kids. That is where you start freaking baby wars.
1: I'm gonna go cry. Yeah. Or baby fights and things. Probably a, a killing people too.
0: Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I've already, I don't blame him. I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I was raised around freaking well, including me, fourteen kids. So thirteen other kids. Yeah. It's time to murder. Got to go. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna murder some motherfuckers. Yeah. So one can imagine how crowded and how poor the family must have been. You know, 14 kids, two single moms. Yeah. You know, not not a lot of money going on. In the 1950s, lots of blacks had, uh, had migrated to Cleveland from the south with the promise of a better life. In the 1960s, local businesses began failing. This combined with the racial tension across the nation resulted in race riots.
1: Yeah. I remember that.
0: Well, I don't personally remember. I remember reading about it. Yes. Because I'm old, but I ain't that not,
1: old. We're not that old.
0: No kidding, man. I'm 73. I'm not even close <laughs> to freaking 60s. <laughs>
1: I remember Woodstock, <laughs> man.
0: <laughs> so, Anthony's mother was not a kind woman. His niece, Leona Davis, says... Her grandmother physically abused her and her siblings while uh, her own children watched from adjacent rooms. Wow. So, yeah. It's basically, this woman's a snatch.
1: So, she she abused her own kids and she abused all her grandkids, too. Oh, shit, yeah.
0: Yeah. This lady had no fucks to give. Zero.
1: Apparently not.
0: And I believe that everybody should have some fucks to give. Dawn and I were talking about that. Yeah. Like, I've got a bag of fucks. And, you know, she gets a fuck. You get a fuck. Right. John gets a fuck. Right. He gets a fuck people I love. You guys get a fuck. Everybody else, I go, huh, sorry. <laughs> Fresh out. I'm out. None for you. Yeah, no, none for you. I gave all my fucks away.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: that's right. Look at my field of fucks. Notice <laughs> that it is totally fallow.
1: It's barren. It's yeah. barren. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing
0: there. <clears throat> in one incidents, an incident, she was forced to strip naked in front of the other kids, then whipped with, ele- with electrical cords until she bled. Wow. This is Leona. Leona also described her grandmother, quote, took a high heel shoe and hit me in the head.
1: Nice God. lady. Great lady.
0: That's some good grandparenting. Remembered right there.
1: fondly at her memorial service.
0: So I'm telling you already, I'm I can you know, I'm not I can't fault Anthony because that kind of trauma as a kid.
1: That's gonna fuck you up. Yeah.
0: One way or another you're gonna you're gonna have some Something's issues. Something's gonna
1: with, be wrong with you.
0: And he's a killing. So anyway. Anthony began raping his niece. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. On an almost daily basis when she was ten years old and for a period of about two years. Lovely. So Anthony was twelve and was not the only male in the household to participate in the raping. What the fuck? Oh uh, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like monkey see, monkey do. I guess. He probably had seen it, witnessed it, or had it done to him and y- well, yeah it Carries on, Darnell Hatcher, Soul's nephew, states the beatings were so bad that in the summer he still refuses. In the summers, he still refuses to wear shorts due to the scarring that he has. Wow! According to his knowledge, Soul, this is Anthony himself, was never molested. According to his knowledge, but I mean, he could have totally blocked that out. He could have, or it could have been something to where it's like you know. Uh, he got molested but didn't talk about it. Yeah. Because it's not like molesters are out there going, Hey, guess what? We're molesting people today. Yeah. Yeah. Just, no. Doesn't work that way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Be a much better place if they did. <laughs> Because then we, we, we would know who they are.
1: Yes, and they wouldn't have much of a chance.
0: Yeah, they'd be, be open game. I'm, hey, man, I got, my, I got a freaking uh, tag for molesters, and I <laughs> shot one. You tag it, you bag it, you get a couple good pictures with it. Look at this one here, had three victims. No, oh, that was a clean shot. That Can a I sell shot. it?
1: Can I sell it for something?
0: <laughs> On January 24th, of 1978, at age 18, Anthony joined the U.S. Marine Corps. He attended training at Paris Island in South Carolina. Then he uh, trained as an electrician at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. On July 13th of 78, he was assigned to the 2nd Marine Aircraft Wing at Cherry Point, North Carolina. So he spent a lot of time in North Carolina. Yeah, he did. He spent time overseas in two separate deployments. And upon his discharge on January 18th of 1985, he received a good conduct medal. A a sea service deployment ribbon, and there's a little notey note here, thank God, which simply (laughs) means he did serve at sea. A certificate of commendation, uh, a a emeritus mass, uh, modern definition, refers to the commanding officer taking the time to single out a member of the crew for praise and present, uh, and present, um, present, present, written, recognition of work well done, because apparently I can't talk if, or I can't read it if it's in red. <laughs> it's I, I don't know. F- <laughs> fuck me. It's just, I, you ever have one of those weeks where you're looking around going, lightning's going to strike me and there's not a cloud in the sky?
1: <laughs> yes. It's just,
0: that's, that's this week. That is totally this uh. week. Anyway, and two letters of appreciation. Basically, he served well, stayed out of trouble. Or at least it wasn't reported. At least one of his overseas deployments was in Okinawa, Japan, by the way. His nephew, Darnell, described Anthony as calm, a, a calm, quiet guy. Quote, he didn't like his things touched.
1: Uh-huh. That says a lot right there.
0: Uh-huh. And this was after his re uh, his return from the Marine yeah. Corps. Which, I, it, for, for me, it just depends on, on what it is. Like, I don't care if anybody touches anything around here, provided it's not like, you know, like... I don't want kids picking up my
1: guitars. Well, no, no. Because number one, less balls. They're are expensive. Heavy. Yeah, and
0: they're expensive as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of how I make my living. So yeah. let's not break those. <laughs> Although I did, I did tell John and Laura this that if they ever had a kid, <laughs> I'm going to get them. I found the ultimate bumper sticker. It says, "I'm the proud parent of a guitar kid." <laughs>
1: You're gonna teach him to play the guitar. I am gonna
0: teach him to play he, him he or she. What you know? Whenever you guys have kids, whatever you have, they're gonna learn to play guitar. And you guys are getting that bumper sticker. Oh yeah.
1: I'm happy. I'll be glad that you teach them to play the guitar. And then That's he or a good she, skill.
0: They'll, they'll be running up to you. Mommy, guess what? I'm guitar'ded, fucking Scott, <laughs> fucking Scott.
1: That was man. your uncle Scott, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> Let me guess where you got that from, yeah. Uncle Scott?
1: Yeah. How did you guess? <laughs> Lucky guess. Lucky guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So, post-marine Corps and a return to bad behavior. In 1989, Melvet Sockwell uh was having some car trouble. She was worried uh, uh about her safety due to the known high gang violence in the area. Well, it's Cincinnati, so yeah. it's not exactly the safest place in the world. No. Anthony offered to let her use his phone, so uh so she went into, you know, to his house. But when she tried to leave, he wouldn't let her. He bound her hands and feet and tie uh, with a tie and a belt. He gagged her with a rag, and then raped and tortured her.
1: Great, good day, good day oh, yeah. for some car trouble.
0: Yeah, no kidding. That's you know, go from car car uh, car trouble is the least of her worries. I'm, I got to be yeah. honest,
1: man. It's the raping. <laughs> I'll take
0: car trouble over raping any day.
1: Pour some lemon juice in that already. <laughs> <laughs> get, no kidding,
0: man. Can you kick me in the ribs a couple of times <laughs> while Cheryl? you're at it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just make this a great day. Well, <coughs> Melbet managed to keep from panicking, surprisingly. Yeah. And when Anthony fell asleep, she, fell asleep, she escaped. So good job on her. Yeah. Good, good for her. Need a little drinky poo of water here. I think that's what saved her life, though. Seriously, she stayed calm. She stayed cool. Yes. Yep. You know, he fell asleep, and he, she, she saw Adios she not shows I'm out.
1: Like, I'm going to pick up the heaviest thing I can find in that room, and I'm going to deposit it on your head before I leave.
0: That might have been even a better one, but then our story then would gotta, be short.
1: Yes. <laughs> there wouldn't be any more to this story.
0: And then he died at the end. Yes. So she told the cops, he choked me real hard because my body started tingling. I thought I was going to die. Anthony was charged with kidnapping, rape, and attempted rape. How the fuck do you get you an gi- attempted yeah. rape? Like, for real, you done raped. You the did The attempt it. was already yeah. finished. Yeah, it's a, it's a done deal. But all right. Fucking Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> he agreed to a plea deal and pled guilty to attempted rape and served 15 years in prison. He was released in 2005. He was ordered to report. With his probation officer every nine months, which he did, his DNA was collected while he was in prison. Uh, But unfortunately, it was never entered into CODIS Uh, because Ohio didn't join the CODIS system until 1990. Okay. And I forgot what CODIS stands for—something system uh, identification system. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Oh God. It was, I just had it, and God dang, I am guitar-ed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> My name's Scott, and I'm a guitar-ed. Bye, <laughs> Scott. Wear your helmet. Collected DNA index
1: system. That's
0: it. Collected DNA.
1: Combined, combined. DNA. Combined. Combined. combined? Index system, yeah.
0: Yeah, that that works. Fuck it.
1: <laughs> Something like that. Something along those lines. <laughs>
0: So the DNA sample taken while he was in prison, though, was lost and is still missing. After being released, uh, Anthony uh, rented a third floor from his uh, stepmom, and her name was why? Why? Why can't she spell this phonetically? Sagurna. Sagurna? Yes. Is it Sagurna? Yes, it is. Okay. I had to sound that out. Got it. I had to use a little hooked on phonics shit going on (laughs) there. 48 years old. And I was, uh, Sound it out, Scotty. What's the S sound? <laughs> S- 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 fuck. S- Anywho, he was, he was living at 12205 Imperial Avenue. He found a job at a factory where he worked until 2007 when he, failed, uh, when he filed for unemployment. Sigurna had inherited the home from her parents after they died. It says passed, but I like died better. (laughs) They kicked the bucket. Yes. Taking the dirt nap. Yeah. So according to his stepbrother, Alan, their stepmom soon uh, had trouble with Anthony drinking excessively and using drugs. Which, honestly, I can't blame him. Think of his childhood and his past.
1: Uh, yeah, his childhood and then being in the Marines and well, I think the being Marines, in prison. And I mean, although he did do the best he ever did in life was in the Marines. I was going to say, I think the Marines was a good thing It was for a him good thing. The structure, I'm sure, was That's exactly a what I was going
0: to say. It offered him a good structure. Yeah. Something that was definitive that he could follow.
1: It kept him in line.
0: Yeah. So, Anthony also told her... Uh, he shouldn't have to pay the rent because it was his father's house.
1: Well, fuck you.
0: Yeah. No. It. I'd be like, uh, no dickhead. pony up some fucking cash. That's, I'm that's, that's not how nuts. this
1: works. Yeah.
0: And I was like, that's, uh, that's not how this works. That's not how any if of this, this works. works. <laughs> Our favorite commercial. <laughs> then she looked at her wall of pictures, took his picture down and said, you're unfriended. <laughs> so anyways, her failing health prevented her from... Uh, Walking up the stairs to see what he was doing on the third floor. Neighbors say Anthony sold scrap metal to come up with money. Anthony stated he uh, started using an online dating service where he said he was a quote, master oh, looking to train no. a submissive.
1: Great, great. Let's. Give all of that a bad name, thank you. Asshole. I was going to say. Now thank you, I am
0: very fucker. familiar with master submissive relationships. Yeah, and it's assholes like this
1: that ruin it for everyone else.
0: It does. They think that it's about abuse, and it's not about fucking abuse. It's
1: not at all. <laughs> it's not, and that makes me mad. Yeah, and it's... every time they're like, "Well, they were a sadist," and then you are like, "Well, so that means every person who was ever a sadist <laughs> is a horrible, abusive, corrosive." Predator, you know? It's yeah, just, yeah. Pretty much. That's it, what they're saying. It pisses saying. me off.
0: They're saying basically anybody who likes to maybe get their ass spanked or get tied up, then obviously you're a horrible, rotten person. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yes. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know really what master submissive relationships are, seriously look into it. Look it up. Educate yourself. Everybody's got their own weird kink. You do too. You know? And
1: even if you think you're completely vanilla, you're not because there are things that you do that you don't even realize are a kink.
0: I had a friend of mine that was really super straight-laced, and we got drunk one night, and he revealed something. I thought he was a missionary-style kind of a guy. I thought that's all him and his wife do. Yeah. And then he revealed, and I like it when she sticks three fingers up my butt. And you're like, um, excuse me, what? And smacks me in the head. I <sighs> I won't mention his name. Um,
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> all that's, right.
0: I wouldn't have guess that wow
1: a <laughs> lot are, of guys who seek out professional domination are super straight laced, sort of executive, very in control of their everyday lives, kind of
0: dudes, right, 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 and there actually there's a psychology behind it by about guys who want to be for the submissive part of it, yeah, is uh well, it's basically anybody this is a kind of an overview is that like for example, like I have extreme control over everything that happens in my life. Right. And I'm in charge of a lot of shit. Yes. And I'll admit, now granted I'm not a true submissive type of a guy, but it is nice every once in a while to where I'm not in charge. Right.
1: It's You're, nice, you're kind of switchy. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'll totally. Yeah. 100%. Um, I had an ex-girlfriend named Autumn and her and I would switch back and forth. Yeah. And I, I, I loved it. Right. It was freaking great because I don't always want to be in charge.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. I completely understand. <laughs> that is what this collar around my neck means. So sweet.
0: This is so going into the other podcast yes. too. So <laughs> I'm start taking some <laughs> fucking <laughs> notes. God damn. <laughs> and we're gonna do it either in jammies or completely naked. Yes. But we'll talk about that. in yeah, the production Yes. Maybe. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! Now he wants everybody to get naked. <laughs> it's about serial killers. What's wrong with them? Sorry, we I forgot what it. podcast we were on. <laughs> I knew the second that he started giving a story. That it was just going to go bad. He can't even. He can't even get through one serial killer. He just talking about being spanked and fingers in the butt. Jesus, don't listened to him. Jesus fucking Christ, issues. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after being released from prison, he started dating Lori Frazier, the niece of Cleveland, uh, Cleveland's mayor Frank G. Jackson, who served between 2006 and 2022. Wow. That's a slippery slope, man. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Yeah. So, Frazier lived with Anthony until sometime in 2008. She smelled the decaying bodies, but was told it was uh, Anthony's stepmother who was causing the smell.
1: Is she dead? No. That's what um, I'm wondering. Dead bodies are a very distinctive smell. Yeah. That's yeah, cyanide. Yes, oh yeah. yeah, no,
0: I'll agree. There, John was just saying that he knows people that that actually smell like that, and I'll agree. There, there are some people that you pass by and go,
1: God damn, yes, what the fuck is wrong
0: with this person? Yeah,
1: that's
0: nasty. <laughs> like you want to febreze them as you're walking by. But I mean, if, like if
1: you're smelling multiple decaying bodies, at at a certain point, I'm going to be like, don't you maybe want to check that out?
0: Well, check this out. <laughs> Because I tried, like I said, I tried to get an interview with these, these next people. Um, when Frasier moved out, she thought the smell was coming from Roy's sausage shop, which is right next oh. door. At some point, Sagurna's health deteriorated enough to where she needed to be in a retirement home. And that's where she died.
1: Oh, well, better than with him. <laughs>
0: oh, <Yo>, totally, man. <laughs> better than rotten inside yeah. the under floorboards or whatever. Yeah. Um, so this left Anthony with complete control of the house. You know what could go wrong. And what could go wrong?
1: Yeah, it was all downhill from there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all it's all rotting bodies and sausage shops from here. <laughs> <clears throat> the victims were <clears throat> were, Afri- were African American women, either slender or m- or morbidly obese. Okay. So thin or
1: huge,
0: uh, one or the other. Nothing in between.
1: He was into extremes.
0: Oh, totally. And they were all mothers except for one. Oh, And appeared to be around their middle 30s to mid to late 40s. Most were poor, drug-addicted black women in the high-crime environment. Police. Didn't care.
1: Yeah, surprise, surprise. And we'll
0: get to that in a second because I'll get on my soapbox again. Most officers were desensitized by the level of violence they'd seen day after day for decades. But I find that to be the truth as far as I'm not caring, it, especially throughout the 80s and back, and, the yeah. two, and the into the 2000s, you know, 2010 mm-hmm. and back, is there's pockets of large cities to where... Like if a white person were to get killed, they'd be we gotta get this going. Yeah. But you know and I'm talking about like a wealthy white person. Yes. But when you talk about anybody who's indigent, like it's poor, like you're
1: not even a person.
0: Right. They did they think that about hookers, indigent and yeah. freaking homeless. Yep. It's 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 ridiculous. You it know? is. When at the end of the day, everybody deserves to have a life.
1: Yes. And with, and justice. <laughs> with the exception of my neighbors. Well that's That's different. (laughs) different. (laughs) There's always an exception to the rule.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I still wouldn't kill him, although it has crossed my mind. April 17th of 2007, Crystal Dozier, 36 years old, was last seen. This mother of seven kids lived in the area. Goddamn lady, you know how that shit happens? Well, probably. They had birth control
1: in 2007, motherfuckers. Well, yes, they did. (laughs) Yes, they did.
0: Her family reported her missing to the Cleveland Police Department. This was not the first time, though, that she'd gone missing. And the family accused the police of failing to investigate. Well, Okay, number one, if it's not her first time, she, like, fuckers off every once in a while. Right. You can't blame the cops. No. I I I can
1: see then. It's not like the first time somebody's missing, and they're like, oh, they've just gone off with some guy. Don't worry about it. You know, but if it happens, if it's happened before... I'd be it's hesitant to.
0: Too. Oh, totally. So the family took it upon themselves to post flyers uh, and call hospitals. Her son, who testified at the trial, said he searched for his mom while he, while he was home on leave from the Marines. Her body was identified on November 8th of 2009. That's oh, two that's, fucking yeah. years later. So neighbors started to complain about the foul smell in the area. A health inspector came out and initially thought it might be coming from the convenience store.
1: What in a convenience store could be making that smell? What? <laughs> Indians. It's not curry. It it's freaking smell curry. Like that. That's what they're
0: smelling. I hate no, I, I don't mean like Indians are smelling that they make a lot of curry. Yeah. Freaking hate curry. Ugh.
1: You like it or you don't.
0: Yeah, that's that's not my deal. That's what they're smelling though. The black people are smelling the curry, and they're going, what no. What the fuck
1: is that? That's yeah. not
0: good, man. That's nasty. That is nasty. Bad. The owner... What the fuck is that name? Elias. It is Elias? Yes. I, I, I'm going to call it someone. Okay. The owner, Elias <laughs> Taya? Let's go with that.
1: Taye. Taya? Yeah, could be that something like that. Yeah,
0: I swear to God, she needs to start spelling spelling this shit in phonetically phonetically
1: for, for you. <laughs>
0: I am I am that guttarded. <laughs> anyway, he recalls how Anthony would come into the store and how every time he quote smelled very very bad. Oh well, yeah, smells like the mystery meat
1: that's permeating everything in his house.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> That is Tashana. Tashana yes. Culver, 33. I <laughs> sound that shit out too. Really? She, oh, come on. I, I, I'm reading through all these.
1: Can you just. Oh no, they God. can't. No, okay. they can't. All right. Let's, let's just roll with <laughs> it's that shit. That's just how it is.
0: Tashana Culver, 33, was last seen in June of 2008. She was never reported missing. Her sister, Latanya Irby. That's close enough. Believes Culver's boyfriend's death likely contributed to her drug use and her life spiraled downwards after. She was known to sell her body for money and for drugs. Mm, why well, Why?
1: Why else would you be doing that? That's, yeah. that's
0: my thing. It's, it's not like you're going to go, oh, I'm just um, I'm selling some pussy because this is my hobby.
1: Um, I really wanted to do this renovation on the back of the house, and I thought that would be the easiest way to make money <laughs> for that. Like, We need a new deck.
0: <laughs> we need a new deck. He wanted to give me some dick. He built a deck. Mm-hmm. Deck for dick. That's a D&D. <laughs> Lashana Long, 25, was last seen in August of 2008. Her skull was later found wrapped in a paper bag and placed in a bucket in Anthony Soul's basement. Ew. The rest of her body never found. Okay. That makes me wonder where the fuck where rest of her is body it? Is. Yeah. And why do you just keep the head? I mean, can you talk to it every once in a while? That's gross. I, you know maybe. Uh, operate in the mouth.
1: Hi, <laughs> yeah. how are you doing today? They're still having a relationship.
0: <laughs> Scott's making bad jokes and doing <laughs> puppets with his hands. What a dickhead! Back to you, Scott. Yes. In September of 2008, Vanessa, Vanessa Gay was raped repeatedly, and she was beaten. She managed to escape, but no one but no one she encountered would even help her. And that's fucked up, man. Yeah, it like, is. Like seriously, I don't it, even if it was like a bum, and it, and I could tell if he was like all beat to shit or she was beat to shit. I would at least, at bare minimum, I usually carry water in my truck. I'd give him some water and call the cops for him. Right. Get him some help. Call him a damn ambulance. Yeah. But no, everybody's telling her Pretty well to fuck off, even in her own neighborhood. It's fucked up. Yeah, it is. So Vanessa called the police, but as as there was. But as there was at the time... I can't read. (laughs) No standard procedure in regards to rape victims. The insensitive officer... Oh, it says prick here. That's awesome. Yes. (laughs) Told her... (laughs) Told her... Needed to come... What?
1: The insensitive officer told her she... I think that's what's missing there. uh, Let's put she in there. Yeah. She.
0: That makes more sense. There we go. She needed to come into the station... Uh, to report, uh, to make the report, did the sheet pop up on yours as soon as I did it?
1: I always read yours oh, while I'm, you're doing it, and it, and it, I follow along the whole. I mean, thing. did it and it, it does it immediately? Oh wow, that's, yeah. that's fucking hell! I didn't yep. know that about this program. Okay, it immediately cool. changes it. Yeah,
0: learn something new every day. <clears throat> so during his trial, she testified she saw a decapitated body inside of the house. Oh, ooh, nice. Feeling abandoned and in shock, she refused. She
1: refused refused what? To go make the report?
0: Okay, I'm guessing that's it because she left a big section out of that one. She felt more betrayed by the police officer than her attacker. And if they had taken the time to actually listen and investigate, some of the women would be alive. Okay, I understand what she meant. is. She felt... uh, you know, she she refused to want to file Like, the what is report. the
1: fucking point? You're not going to do anything.
0: Yeah, it's just wasting my time.
1: Making yeah. me relive it again, and I don't even want to do that. Yeah, totally taken. Okay. I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to burn his house down. Yeah, that would work. I'm going to wait till I see that he's in there, and I'm going to fucking burn it down.
0: That would be the best idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem solver right there. Yeah. <laughs> so October 4th of 2008, Michelle Mance Mason's mother reported the 45 year old missing though she was a former addict she had gotten her life back together to prevent her son from falling into the same lifestyle she'd sent him to live elsewhere like oh, go live tomorrow else because i'm a fuck up no but
1: no, i understand, be, I understand. But like she got it together but i think she didn't want him to fall into the same bullshit in the same place that she did right i can yeah. i can
0: totally relate to that um so they talked frequently Her son and her. Yeah. Michelle had left her mother's house a few days prior saying she'd be back later that day. She never showed up. Her son tried to call her for three days. And it always went straight to her voicemail.
1: Mm.
0: Like, the mom you're trying to reach can't answer the phone right now. (laughs) The mom
1: you're trying to reach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not selling pussy to make a deck. Yeah, Yeah. So we're good. And I'm not training ponies. Yes, yes, I am still stuck on that Yes
1: There is nothing wrong with that
0: Nothing wrong with it, just still stuck on it (laughs) That's when her mother reported her missing According to the records, the police conducted a full investigation Although, given the lack of investigation into many of the missing women I'm left wondering how in-depth this, quote, full investigation Mm -hmm. really was The family could not get any media coverage uh, regarding her disappearance.
1: Of course not, because she's black.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. You know. Yeah, and and indigent, and that's the thing. You know, because well, okay, take um, Scott Peterson, right? Okay, yes. When Lacey went missing, they're pretty affluent people. Yes. So huge media coverage
1: nationwide manhunt kind of, like, yeah. huge thing. Yeah.
0: But if they weren't affluent...
1: Nobody would have to shit.
0: They'd be like, ah, we don't care. Go yep. find go find your old lady. Yeah. That's not our fucking problem. We live in that kind of society, though, where we're paying attention to Johnny Depp's fucking divorce. And, uh...
1: I think that is important for other reasons, but
0: yeah i think it's just all entertainment it
1: is entertainment but i think it's finally shows how horribly abusive women can be because i feel like they're always like well a woman would never do that and if these all these things had happened really happened to her which i don't believe at all people would be like oh my god poor amber and he's a monster you know and like they did and he and he lost all this stuff, I just, I think it's bullshit, so there. No,
0: and okay. I agree with that. Women, I, I dated a Women a girl. can be
1: highly abusive, too. Oh, yeah. So <laughs>
0: I dated a girl who, who would beat the shit out of me. It's horrible. You know? And, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, women, I, I will agree with that. Yeah. December 2008, Anthony uh, encountered Gladys Wade on the on, on the street. Okay. I could have read that, too, but no, there we go. He attacked her and dragged her back to his home, where he punched her in the face and choked her. Okay. She managed to escape by crashing through a glass door and fled into the lo- a local restaurant, bleeding and begging for help. Oh, my God. The restaurant refused to help them.
1: Of course, Of yeah. course they did.
0: They're like, yeah, we know that you're all tore up from the floor up, but get the fuck out.
1: You're bleeding on the carpet. Come yeah, you're on bleeding now. on the carpet. Yeah. You're
0: making the customers nervous. Yeah, yep. You know, God forbid that you actually help people. Right fucking, it's the human race, man. Yes. discuss me. So anyway, she flagged down a passing patrol car. The two officers went into Anthony's house, saw the blood on the stairs and evidence of an altercation, and arrested him right on the spot. Finally. Finally. Finally said, you're coming with us, you little fucker. Yeah. Anthony was booked, and the case was assigned to Detective Georgia Hussein. Close enough.
1: That is correct.
0: It is? Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, okay. You got it. I was thinking like Sodom, but okay. Um, <laughs> who had worked in sex crimes until, uh, in the sex crimes unit for a number of, of years. Just a number of years, okay. While Anthony was in custody, Hussein talked to the prosecutor and inexplici- inexplicably, okay, only inexplicably. brought- Inexplicably? Inexplicably, only brought the robbery complaint to the- that makes no sense, that structure. Anyway, she brought a robbery complaint to be signed, and not, uh, and not the assault or attempted rape reports.
1: Okay. Why?
0: That's what I'm wondering. In a report, Detective Hussein stated that there was no visible signs and insufficient evidence. Okay. Bullshit.
1: How long have you been working in sex crimes?
0: And it said a number of years, Yeah, so more than three probably. The, detective's, the detective released Anthony from custody. Oh, my God. Days later, the same detective visited Anthony's residence and somehow missed the smell of the decaying corpses.
1: <laughs> You're in the wrong line of work, lady. No,
0: shit. Maybe she needs to be a different kind of detective. Like, maybe go on Blue's Clues and look for paw prints. Or Dora. <laughs> yeah, or Dora the Explorer. That might be this detective's... Right line of work, right, yes. type of detection yeah. right there. She needs to find some paw prints. She needs to look at a map. She needs to say, well, swiper, no swiping. <laughs> swiper, no
1: swiping. Yes.
0: <laughs> or my favorite, since my first wife was Mexican, um, I saw one episode where they're teaching you how to say snake, which is culebra. Yeah. So every five minutes after watching that, I would call, I, I'm talking to Maritza, and I was like, culebra, culebra. She like, knock it the fuck off. <laughs> You speak way better Spanish than that. Okay, (laughs) Culebra, Culebra. knock it off, dickhead. You're gonna get the chancla. Oh yeah, no, she 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 will kill me. I'm pretty pretty sure about that. (laughs) Tanya uh, Carmichael Carmichael's mother had reported her missing in December of 2008. Her body was one of those found buried in his backyard. She disappeared. Uh, she appeared to have been strangled and was later identified through DNA. So that's a lot of that's a lot of decay.
1: Yeah, lots going on on that property.
0: Oh, yeah. In April 2009, Nancy Cobbs, who was 43 years old, was reported missing. She left home to go to a neighborhood store and was not seen again. Nancy lived only a few blocks away from where Anthony had... Uh, from Anthony had seen him in the neighborhood. She didn't view him as a threat, though. Her family, friends, and neighbors kicked in doors uh, of abandoned buildings, looking for, her, but never thought to look inside of Anthony's place.
1: Don't look here! In this horrible stench coming out of here, <laughs> nothing to see here. It's coming
0: from the sausage factory in the convenience Next door, store. Yeah, they're making curry.
1: Curry sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, I'm
0: officially grossed out. April 17th of 2009, a woman reported being raped by a man called Tony. Now, how often uh, do all rapists give their names? Like, Hi, my name's Tony. I'll be your rapist today. I'll be today. your
1: rapist today. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you didn't think that. Like, you were, you're not handing out business cards, but okay. <laughs> anyway, who had a uh, receding hairline and yellowish eyes? She was treated at Hillcrest Hospital, where a forensic nurse collected DNA samples. The, Cleve- the Cleveland Police Department says they sent the samples off to uh, Lake County, a uh, Lake County Crime Lab. The Crime Lab states the DNA was never submitted for testing. So, two samples, conveniently lost. Uh, if the if the sample had been tested and entered uh, as it should have been. Police would have been able to catch a killer.
1: This is incompetence at it, its it at is. its best.
0: So good job, great Franklin. job, yeah. That's fucking that's some bang up, especially to Detective Numbnuts.
1: Yeah, a woman,
0: a woman no of less. all things. Yeah, thirty one year old Talisha Fortson. Jesus fucking Christ! Have been missing since June of two thousand nine. The last her mother had heard from her was when she, uh, when she said that she'd be back next month to cut the lawn again. When she didn't show up and no one had heard from her, her mother reported her missing to the East Cleve- Cleveland Police Department. She was told an officer would go look for her, but they never called her back.
1: What a surprise.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just in shock. When Talisha's mother called again... They had no information of who was looking for her to, her to you know to provide. We don't even know who's looking for. Yeah.
1: Her.
0: The first documented call by police is when Tanisha's Tanisha's mother called again after hearing uh, on the news that a dead that dead bodies were discovered in Sol's home.
1: Like hello, you may want to look over here.
0: Yeah, it's like hey, is my daughter one of those, those Yeah, nuts. Yeah. Amelda, and she went by Amy Hunter, was forty-seven uh, years old, and she was a be- she's forty-seven. She's a beautician and a mother of three kids. Okay, that's a reasonable amount. A little more for me, yeah. The, you know, with the three, but it's not seven, and it's not fourteen. It's like, and you know, Amy has five thousand kids. That, that's reasonable. You
1: know what I was thinking too is that a lot of them um, are religious, so that probably has something to do with that. In of the black what? Com- Pop community. Them out? You know, <laughs> like, I don't can't know. all be Mormons N- <laughs>
0: or Catholics. No, that's the two right there. I'm not just gonna pick on the Mormons. Uh, Catholics, are, we can't use birth control. Yeah, that's retarded. Yes, man, quit having kids. Fucking Christ.
1: Evangelicals, yeah. I've, oh, I've. Baptists can
0: use birth control.
1: Well, at least there's that. Well, they
0: don't, <laughs> but they can. But the fucking Catholics, man. Anyway. I'm not going to make fun of him because I'm already going to get sued by him.
1: <laughs> they have the money to do that, you know. So,
0: yeah, no shit. Though she didn't live in the area, she did visit frequently. A previous injury had left her with an inability to use one of her arms. Ah, Amy, no arms. Her mom...
1: One arm. <laughs> My God, that's
0: horrible. I'm going to burn in hell. Her family did not report her missing until after the police began to remove bodies from Souls residence.
1: How's she doing hair? That's kind of what I was wondering, because I was going to ask because you. Because I do hair, and I need hair, both right. hands, both arms to do that.
0: I would think so, because like if you're doing long hair, because I know that, like, like, you got to lift it up, and then you got to comb it, and then you got to do the finger thing. And
1: yeah, like right?
0: yeah. Like, your fingers. I mean, you c- you c- if as you were
1: only doing one-length haircuts, and you just combed everything down and cut a straight line, but also your shears would have to be really sharp all the time, so it didn't, like, push the hair.
0: Oh, makes sense, yeah.
1: And you could, like, flip them down and comb, but people who do that tend to stab themselves in the wrist a lot. I don't do that. (laughs) I flip mine up. Yeah, so (laughs) yeah. It it, it could happen. I don't know.
0: Jesus Christ. That's fucking awesome. Learning more and more. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's go to August of 2009. Janice Webb's family reported her missing to Cleveland Police Department, and they posted flyers. Uh, she had left home where she lived with her boyfriend and was, and was thought to be headed uh, to her old neighborhood with some, where some friends lived. Every day, uh, she either stopped by or called her grandmother. That's And her grandmother raised her, by the
1: Aww. way. Yeah.
0: It's a good grandma. Yes. That day, she did neither.
1: That's definitely a cause for concern.
0: Yeah, be like, yeah, where the fuck is this bitch? Yeah. Early in 2009, September 2009, Diane Turner, 38, uh, was the last of Soul's victims to vanish. Diane was pregnant. Oh. She didn't know how that shit happens either. (laughs) Oh, boy. And had just lost lost the battle to regain custody of her daughter after getting her life back together. Yeah. Her body was also the last to be identified. We all, up? we all caught up. All right. Authorities were accused of being slow to investigate, and I agree with that.
1: That is the truth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this was exacerbated <clears throat> by the fact that some of the victims were never reported missing. Other families struggled to get police to open up cases because their loved ones uh, struggled with mental health issues and or addiction or a combination of both.
1: And being poor.
0: and Yeah, and being poor on top of that. But, you know, the cops are like, nah, eh, you're poor, you're an addict, fuck off.
1: Yeah, you don't matter.
0: You don't matter. All right. Later in September, a random check in, in was performed by a probation officer since Souls answered uh the door, confirming he did live there. Like, yeah, I really do live here, motherfucker. Yeah. Everything was deemed okay.
1: Because they obviously didn't go in and look around.
0: Yeah, they're like, sorry to bug you. We're out of here. Yeah. So later that day, he invited. Let- <laughs> <laughs> really? Latundra. <laughs> La <laughs> Billups. Fucking <Christ. laughs> Why me? Why? Why can't I get like Shelly Smith? No. <laughs> it's always got to be something like this. Anyway, invited Latundra uh, Billups over for drinks. She said, uh, she said he beat her, raped her while choking her uh, with an extension cord until she was unconscious. And I guess it's a side note. It says, Damn, did he look surprised when she woke up?
1: <laughs> I bet he did.
0: She could have put that one in red. Yes. Just saying. On September 22nd, she went to the police and reported the attack. She had told the officers that she had left the per, uh, her personal belongings at, her, at this dude's house, right? Including her underwear. Maybe he has a collection of underwear. Could well,
1: I mean, he was raping her, so, I mean.
0: A little bit of raping. Yeah, yeah. I figured after a rape, you're not going to remember your underwear.
1: not right going to really give a shit about anything you else there. I'm just going to get out. my new pair. going to GTFO.
0: <laughs> Police didn't question Sowell. Sowell, that's his name. Her case was passed on to the Sex Crimes Unit, which did not start investigating the case for a month.
1: Fired. You're all fired.
0: I would. I'd be like, get out of here, motherfuckers.
1: You're all done. Starting over. Starting from scratch.
0: October 20th of 2009, Sean Morris testified. Oh, my God, a regular fucking name. That's great. <laughs> God damn. I'm picking these goddamn things. Anyway, that Anthony put her in a chokehold, forced her to take off her clothes, and threatened to kill her. She jumped from a second-store window to escape. Damn. Her escape was caught by Ray's Sausage Shop surveillance camera. Donald Laster, the owner of the drink, which is the name of a bar, witnessed the event. He said it was the strangest thing. She was naked with blood coming out of her mouth and her nose and unconscious. How the fuck is that? How do you? Uh, you're unconscious, but you're jumping.
1: Perhaps she was unconscious once she hit the ground. Ah, eh, maybe, maybe. Hmm. Okay.
0: Any hoozies? Anthony rounded the corner. Uh, also, he was butt-ass naked. <laughs> okay. And and told him, uh, quote, uh, she was his woman, and she'd fallen out of the window. <laughs>
1: Okay, no problem. Have a good day.
0: Okay, okay. so she must have, like, passed that when she hit the ground. Okay, that kind of makes sense
1: Yeah. Have a nice time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Bye-bye. Have a nice time. (laughs) Fly, free bird. (laughs) God. That's terrible. That didn't sound correct to this dude, though. Laster called 911 for help. The fire department came and took both Morris and Soul to the hospital. After she was checked in, uh, Anthony Sowell left. Morris woke up in the, in the hospital three days later. Oh, boy. And once again, never questioned. Wow. So Anthony called her when she woke up and threatened to kill her if she told anyone. When the officers contacted her, she initially denied being attacked.
1: We're like, you know what? Come on down here and do it. Come on. Oh, Come yeah, on down.
0: Well, keep in mind, he raped her, beat the fuck out of her. Yeah, He's probably know. got the fear I, going on. No,
1: I I understand. Yeah. Still, that's...
0: Not, you know, not wanting to sit there and piss him off. I totally get it. You just I want just...
1: to be done. You just want him to go away.
0: <laughs> and you don't want to be killed. Correct. On October 29th, police officers investigated Latundra Billups' case. Oh, I did it that time. <laughs> Arriving at his house with a search warrant. But he wasn't home. Richard Butler, a Cleveland SWAT officer, said he and another officer discovered two bodies when they kicked open the locked bedroom door on the third floor. Quote, I knew that there was a couple people laying on the floor in front of me. My first response uh, was to stop and shout, police don't move. Well, they're not moving, buddy. No,
1: they don't haven't for a while.
0: F- yeah, they're, they're kind of dead. Believe me, they're not going to. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. <laughs> it took a few seconds for them to realize the, the women were dead There was a shovel on the floor Next to the bodies And one of the victims was wearing a house dress Which had been pulled up to her waist hmm. They backed out of the house Called in the homicide detectives And secured the scene So actually they're actually fucking doing something this time.
1: Finally yeah good
0: <laughs> A million bodies later But okay Okay <laughs> Black plastic wrapping covered the third-floor windows. A can of beer stood next to the bed, and the mattress was covered with papers. Some of the rooms were in utter disrepair and trashed, with men's and women's clothes piled on the floor and dresser drawers just flung open. Some rooms had pieces of foam uh, insulation and dirt on the floor and large holes in the walls. Four women's bodies were found in the crawl spaces on the f- third floor. Ew. After digging in the backyard, investigators found three more bodies and a par- the partial remains of a fourth. Yeah, this guy's have been a busy beaver. Yeah. In the basement, a wrench hung from a nail on the wall uh, and a dead rat was found on the floor
1: but dead rat is the least of my concerns at yeah, that no point.
0: shit why <laughs> even report that like seriously in the police reports it there and we found a dead rat uh, look i'm pretty sure that rat probably died of natural causes yeah you've got other bodies here <laughs>
1: that are a little bit more important <laughs>
0: just kick it out of the way yeah Amount of dirt was found under the stairwell On top of the concrete floor, detectives found a human skull placed in a a paper bag inside of a red plastic bucket, and that was found inside the house. This brought the body count up to 11. Homicide detective Lem Griffin, I can pronounce that one, (laughs) describes the scene as, quote, Everywhere you stepped, you stepped on rat feces. Ew. Flies were hanging from the ceiling and the stench. You had decomposed substances. Ew. Which, yeah, you're going to attract flies and rats when yeah. you've got a bunch of dead fucking bodies.
1: Yeah. That's usually how that works. Yeah.
0: Kind of goes hand in hand. Anthony cooked, ate, and slept in this no. environment. Many of his victims had drugs in their system. Anthony forced his victims to have oral sex, then vaginal, and he would sodomize them. He'd sodomize them while strangling them with uh, with either manually or with a ligature. Anthony was uh, located walking down a nearby uh, street two days later, and he was arrested.
1: And did they keep him this time?
0: We're gonna find out. I hope so. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking a. While records of missing persons going back to Soul's release from prison in 2005 were searched and DNA testing was conducted on the bodies found in his house, protesters held protests of miss- for missing loved ones outside of his home. East Cleveland police reopened several cold cases from the late 1980s. It's, probably, it's, it's political.
1: It's a total political so. move.
0: Like, we better do this because people are getting pissed.
1: These people are voters.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, re-examining all the murders which used a similar modus operandi, M.O., and had stopped around 1989, which was around the same time that Sol was arrested for raping the pregnant woman. Hmm. So now we're on to his trial and his conviction. He was held on five, a $5 million bond uh, he was charged with 11 counts of aggravated murder, 74 counts of rape, kidnapping, tampering with evidence, and abuse of a corpse. Probably abuse of more than one corpse. Probably, Should yeah. be corpse says. Yeah. plural. His trial was supposed to start uh, on June 2nd of 2010, <coughs> but was repeatedly delayed. Uh, first, until uh, September 7th, in order to give his attorneys more time to prepare. Which understandable, man. You gotta get a lot of shit together. You got a lot going on. You got eleven freaking dead bodies. You got seventy four counts of rape and all kinds of shit. Yeah.
1: I think they're probably just trying to do anything they can for him not to get the death sentence. Oh no, that's that's totally probably should. exactly it
0: right there. They're probably doing anything they can to the the best case scenario with that with that right there is seriously being able to get the death sentence off the table. Yeah. If it's acclable, acclable if it's in Ohio, <laughs> I can't talk today. It's all right.
1: <laughs> I'm just I'm
0: having one of those fucking days. All righty. Um, done to prepare. Okay, then to February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2011, and then to May 2nd, at the request of his attorneys who needed more time to examine thousands of records and hours of surveillance video footage shot from the property next door, which was Roy Sausage Shop. And finally, to June 6th, at the request of the prosecution due to uh, rescheduling conflicts. The trial began on June 6th of 2011, and Sol had initially pled not guilty by reason of insanity, but later changed his plea to simply not guilty.
1: Nice try. Good yeah. try.
0: Uh, you know, we see so many of that. They all go, I'm crazy. I was
1: temporarily insane. Until
0: mm-hmm. so their attorneys go, come here. Come here, numbnuts. Yeah. Look, we're going to they're going to be able to prove that you're not actually insane. You're just an asshole.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Like,
0: OK. <laughs> I'm just not guilty then.
1: Yeah. Even though we have all this DNA evidence.
0: Right. <laughs> On July 22nd of 2011, the jury found him guilty of all but two of the charges. Uh, but all 11 of the murders he was found guilty
1: on. Well, good.
0: On August 10th, the jury recommended the death penalty, and two days later, the judge upheld the recommendation. Good. Yeah. Does that answer my question? Yeah. On September 14th, Saul was placed on death row at the Chillicothe Correctional Institution. Hopefully I got that right. Close enough. Funny.
1: Yes, it sounds. It, I think so. <laughs>
0: yeah, I sounded it out in my head. In November, Sol's lawyer lawyer filed for an appeal. His execution was scheduled for October 29th of 2012. So they're gonna move it right up, right, right? along. Yeah. So kind of proud of him with that. Yeah. About fucking time. But in March, a motion of stay of execution yeah. was filed and granted in April, uh, pending final deposition disposition of the appeal. His new lawyer's main complaint... Oh, his new lawyer's main complaints were Saul didn't get a fair trial due to the overwhelming media attention that the courtroom was closed to the public during the suppression hearing and jury picked, and, and the, the, the jury selection. So, wait. Complaining about too much media and then about not enough? Uh,
1: right. A
0: little confusing there.
1: That doesn't make any sense.
0: Makes no fucking sense. But that's lawyers. Lawyers don't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like my I like my lawyers. They don't make any sense. <laughs> they don't. They just can I just, just get a bill. It's, works for me. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't want no lawyer shit because it's just confusing. And finally, that essentially, uh, his original lawyers were bad at their job. By letting him plead not guilty instead of getting him to plead guilty in the hopes of not getting the death penalty. The lawyers can make all the recommendations they want, but it's the defendant that enters the plea.
1: What is this guy not choice. getting? Yeah.
0: Like my attorneys can sit there and go, dude, you need to plead guilty because everything is against you. And when they say, Mr. Alexander, how do you plead if I go, not guilty?
1: That's on you. That's on me. Yeah. that my lawyers. They can no.
0: look at me and go, You're totally guitarded, please. For the fucking love of God. With <laughs> like that oh. said, I
1: wash my hands of this man.
0: Yeah, they're yeah, judge, just The uh, throw throw him in a dark pit. Do he's, what you will. He's totally guitarded. <laughs> Stuck on that in ponies. <laughs> they haunt my dreams. <laughs> on April 5th of 2016, the Ohio Supreme Court heard testimony from the defense and the DA. The Defense argued. His Sixth Amendment rights had been violated by the suppression hearing, and to correct the injustice, they asked the judge to change the sentence to life in prison and also issue a retrial. The prosecution argued that the original defense team requested on multiple occasions to have the hearing close to the public, and having done so was a moot point. Because the evidence was overwhelming.
1: Exactly. It yeah. doesn't matter about any of that at all.
0: No, uh, exactly. You, 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 they, they found eleven bodies.
1: You did what that they you say raped you and did. killed. Yeah. They so. got DNA
0: evidence against you, but he didn't get a fair trial. That's why he's guilty. Shut up.
1: And I'm, you know, let's keep him in prison for life and cost the taxpayers more money to keep him alive <laughs> than it would be to just take him out behind the woodshed and take yeah. take care of him. <laughs>
0: That's kind of my thought on it.
1: Just be done with it.
0: On December 8th of 2016, the Ohio Supreme Court rejected the appeal and upheld the convictions. Good, good for them. Good. In May of 2017, the US Supreme Court responded to the uh, his appeal request with di- with a diplomatic but firm "nah,"
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: decline the hearing. N- no, no. <laughs> no, we got better things to do. There's golf and there's sandwiches, and you're neither one of those. So piss <laughs> off. In February 2018, the Ohio Supreme Court refused to reopen his appeal. In May of 2020, so we're catching up to almost today. Yeah, the state of Ohio's Eighth District Court. Denied his appeal again. Good. On February 8th of 2021, this asshole Anthony Soul died of terminal illness. Oh,
1: I hope it was painful. Me
0: too. The house was demolished in December of 2011, uh, and a nonprofit finished the uh, fundraising for a memorial garden dedicated to the victims In March of
1: 2021. Aww, Haunted Garden for sure. No shit, right?
0: All right, some aftermath. The system failed these women and their families at every turn, and I agree with that. Absolutely. Many of the victims had young children, and it was up to the extended families of the victims to care for them. Families are that were already struggling with poverty. Resources, including counseling, were not offered to anyone. The families were told by the city that there was that there was going to be funds allocated for headstones for those victims which were buried. Five years after her burial, Tanya Carmichael's daughter had yet to see any of those funds uh, materialized.
1: Like, oh, maybe they'll just forget.
0: No, that's what it is. It's, it's empty promises. Yeah. They'll just eventually forget. Drug addiction, homelessness, and poverty does not mean they inherit the inherently possessed less value as a human being. Yes. Oh, that's something that I actually that Dawn and I talked about. That's why it's in here. Yeah. After after this case, there was an investigation into the C P D, Cleveland PD. The sex crime and child abuse unit only had thirteen insignificantly trained officers.
1: Insufficiently? In,
0: it, yeah. That's it. It's
1: <laughs> Their training was insignificant. <laughs>
0: Shot myself in the <laughs> head right there. Hooked on phonics didn't work for me, motherfuckers. <laughs> anyway, they weren't trained, uh, which were assigned around 1,400 cases a year. Wow. This was a backlog of 4,300 untested rape kits. Policies and procedures have largely not changed.
1: Of course not.
0: Former detectives and family members of the victims agree that uh, on one thing, one of the scariest things is, this could totally happen again. It could,
1: and it would go on for years and years again.
0: It would. When when it probably is when you don't have properly trained officers, you know, uh, doing the job and and properly trained detectives doing the job, like um,
1: and not enough of them.
0: Right. Right, right. I was talking to, uh, to Tammy about this before. There's a reason why I don't play games like to catch a killer. I'm right. not a fucking cop. Yeah. And I will tell you guys, as white people the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet. Here's what will happen. <laughs> it's, you watch. Mark my words. we can see this on the news. Somebody's going to play to catch a killer, and they send you the game in the mail once a month, and you and your partner get to go try to find a killer. Then we're going to get a real serial killer here in Portland. hmm And Billy Bob is going to sit there and go, Hey. I'm good at that game.
1: You know what we should do? Let's
0: go find him. Yeah. And he's going to be victim number like 14. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That's exactly what it. You know who you never see even on the ads to catch a killer? Black people. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know why? Way fucking smart. They look at them. No motherfucker, I know how that horror movie ends. I die first.
1: But I was oh God, well, I don't even remember what I was in the theater seeing, but I was watching it at Lloyd Center. And it was at a sort of a pivotal point like that. And this black lady was like, white people always got to be checking it out. Like at the top of her lungs. Like you guys are idiots. And everybody laughed because it's true. And I'm like, no, I don't check it out. I'm not checking it out. But it's true, though. It
0: is true. It is true, man. Hey, is that a dead body in there? You you get your black friends like my black friends. Man, let's call the cops on that shit. And then yeah, my white friends. go, No, we can tell. Let's go up there and see. Yeah. You know, it might be, we'll figure this out. The killer might still be up there. Meanwhile, I'm looking, I'm going, you know what? Hanging out with the brothers here because you guys are fucking retarded. You
1: are idiots. Yeah. You don't really have that whole self-preservation thing going right. on there. I'm not a
0: fucking cop. I'm not a trained law enforcement professional. No. You know what happens if I go up there and look? The killer's up there. My fat ass dies. Yep. That's Every how time. it
1: works. Everybody should wear a red shirt.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> no shit. A little Star Trek. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: All right, so we have a side note: the unexpected victim, and this is why I wanted to interview these guys. Roy's Sausage Shop, a small family business, had to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to fight the smell neighbors said was coming from their business. Oh yeah! When in fact, it was from the corpses of the victims of Anthony Sowell next door.
1: It's probably ruined their business in a way. They're still open. Good. Yeah. Glad. Good.
0: As of twenty seventeen, they were still struggling. No, Not one government agency, local, state, or federal has helped them recoup any of the costs spent to battle the stench created by a serial killer and blamed on their business. And I want to add in there that it was the cops' fault because they didn't fucking... If they would have investigated, that would have never happened.
1: Correct. I agree.
0: Money that they were required to spend in order to stay in business... Oh, that's what I would say. Uh, yeah. Sure, for negligence, right? At one point, an inspector from the Agriculture Department visited Ray's sausage shop daily. The inspector filled out paperwork in an upstairs room next to Sol's house. <laughs> and at least <laughs> one report mentioned the disgusting smell. The cash is spent, that's the owner's, more than $200,000 on new plumbing fixtures, sewer lines, Aww. and grease traps in addition to other costs. All totally unnecessary.
1: I would definitely sue.
0: Renee Cash, whose father founded the business after her, her brother was born, wonders if it can survive the impact. Also, she also wondered how can the neighbors, uh, how, how, can, how can the neighborhoods long forgotten in the wake of,
1: what the fuck does that even say? In the wake of industrial abandonment.
0: Okay. God damn. Crippling residential decay, infrastructure collapse, uh, punishing foreclosure, relentless violent crime, and a prolific serial killer find a true path to recovery and eventual prosperity.
1: Agreed. How is that ever going to happen?
0: It's true. It's true. You know, it's fucked up, man. Yeah. Understandably, we always think about the victims and and the why of the serial killer. But rarely do we think about the lasting impact on the neighboring community.
1: Economic impact for sure. And they yeah, they talked totally. about it in the uh the Lewis and Clark Valley murders also, like it it changed everybody in town and it permanently changed their entire way of life. Having oh, that yeah, happen. Totally. For generations past that, you know.
0: Right, right, right.
1: You can't go back.
0: Yeah, it's, you got the economic impact, you got the the people that, these stories become folklore. Yeah. And they get passed down from generation to generation. And I bring that up because what if somebody else gets that same idea? Mm-hmm. It's a, some scary shit, man. It is. I just know that I don't want to be a victim.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, no. no thank you. I am
0: way too pretty to be a victim. <laughs> My story, cause I'm fabulous. <laughs> you have anything you want to add to this, Miss Laura?
1: No, I, I'm good. I'm just, fabulous. I'm disgusted with the, with the police department. But that's usual in a lot of these. So,
0: <laughs> right, right. Uh, so many times we we see, you know, uh, hey, they they investigated him 19 times, and he had five bodies right in his living room, and the cops came and looked around and said, "Ah, oh, you're fine. I'm out of here." That's
1: cool. I don't, yeah. Yeah, you
0: know, I'm going to take a beer on my way. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>
1: I love, nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, boys and girls. Remember, you can send us an email at brutalnation at com. Check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Just type in at brutalnation. We should pop right up. Get the full story without any of my bullshit. Which, I kind of like my bullshit. I like Thank your you bullshit. Oh, you're so sweet to me. <laughs> This show's copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved, and we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.